Yo, what's going on everybody and welcome to the D-Lloyd NBA Podcast where we cover all the latest NBA news and rumors going around the NBA. I'd like to thank all those who are listening either via iTunes or those that are listening from my YouTube channel at D-Lloyd NBA. I am of course your host D-Lloyd and today is Tuesday, August 8th. So we had a pretty quiet day in the nba news world but we have a pretty good show for you today and i definitely hope you guys stay through the duration of this podcast we're going to be talking about jason tatum and how he believes the celtics would have drafted him with the number one pick in the nba draft kyrie irving got some criticism from ron harper but he also got a little bit of backup from a former executive of the Cavs front office but the first thing we're going to talk about in today's podcast is stephen curry He's having a pretty good offseason, coming off an NBA Finals victory, has a second trophy in three years. He's also participating in some PGA Tour golf tournaments, and he's doing pretty well in those. But he's getting some criticism because he released a video at Harrison Barnes' wedding not too long back, and it looks as if maybe he was mocking LeBron James a little bit in that video. Of course, Kyrie was also in that video. He was getting some criticism because he was laughing along with Stephen Curry, as some people thought he was just straight out mocking LeBron James. But he had an interview with ESPN, and they talked about his rivalry with LeBron James. Now, it's obvious to pretty much any NBA fan, you've seen LeBron, you've seen um, Stephen Curry kind of going at it, especially these last three years. They've both been in the way of each other winning championships. So, of course, this is going to be a rivalry. But in an interview with ESPN, Stephen Curry said that this is nothing personal. I'm going to go ahead and call that out. This has to be personal, at least to a certain extent. Now, obviously, it's not going to be crazy, but you have to have some sort of resentment for LeBron James and vice versa. Now, for LeBron, I mean, when when Stephen Curry was on top of everything in 2015, 2016, people were talking about Stephen Curry being the face of the NBA. And for LeBron James, a player that has, you know, an ego of some sort, he wants to be that guy that everybody talks about as the face of the NBA. So having a young guy like Stephen Curry just come in, having two great years, and pretty much overshadowing everything LeBron has done in his entire career, that is going to create some animosity between you and Stephen Curry. And then for Stephen Curry's end, the way they lost in the NBA Finals in 2016, that definitely is going to hurt a little bit. And LeBron James had a little couple small shots here and there. We all remember when he blocked his shot, then he gave him that evil stare down in the 2016 NBA Finals. So you do know this has to be a little personal. But I also am fully aware that Stephen Curry has an image that he has to maintain. Stephen Curry is known as that humble guy, that quiet guy, doesn't talk a whole lot of trash off the court. We know he likes to show up his opponents on the court, and he has to still maintain that image during the NBA offseason. So I don't quite believe Stephen Curry when he says that this is absolutely nothing personal, but this is what he's saying on ESPN. I can't wait to see this season and how everything is going to shake out. The Golden State Warriors, they brought back pretty much everybody that is important to this team. The Cleveland Cavaliers had a very rocky offseason. Very rocky offseason, but I do love the addition of Derrick Rose. Like I said in the previous podcast and on some of my old YouTube videos, it all really going to depend on, for Cleveland at least, what they do with Kyrie Irving. If they're able to move Kyrie Irving and get some pretty good pieces back, 
then I'm definitely going to be excited for this upcoming season. If they end up being robbed and they get rid of Kyrie Irving and don't get nothing significant back that can help the Cavs right now, I don't see this being a very exciting season because we know Golden State Warriors, they're here to play. The Houston Rockets, you know, they try to reload and get a good team over there, but I still have the favorites being the Golden State Warriors. But I'm excited to see what will happen and how this season will play out. Now, another team in the Eastern Conference who made a little bit of noise this offseason, well, made a lot of noise, in my opinion, this offseason, is the Boston Celtics. I think they had probably one of the best offseasons in the NBA out of all 30 NBA teams. But today, we're going to talk about Jason Tatum in particular. So, he came out and said that he believes that the Boston Celtics would have drafted him with the number one overall pick if they did, in fact, keep that pick. Now, if you don't remember, Boston, they had the number one pick, which they got in the trade years back from the Brooklyn Nets. They had the number one overall pick. It looked as if Markel Fultz was going to be the guy. Boston, at that time, ended up trading down because they said that they were going to get the same guy with the number three pick that they were going to get with the number one pick. That guy ended up being Jason Tatum, and he looked pretty good during the summer league. I like Jason Tatum a lot, and a lot of people will actually argue that Jason Tatum could have been the most impressive rookie during this um, summer league. But anyway, um, I thought it was a pretty good move by the Boston Celtics. I said at the time on one of my YouTube videos that the move that Danny Ainge did of being able to trade down if they believe Jason Tatum is that guy was absolutely genius. Markel Fultz was sitting there. But Markel Fultz, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, would have still been sitting there with that number three spot had you not make a trade. Boston ended up trading down two spots. They gave the Philadelphia 76ers the first overall draft pick. They moved down to third overall where they picked Jason Tatum. And since you got him at that third slot instead of that number one slot, you get him just a little bit cheaper than you would have got him if he would have been the first overall pick. But in, in addition to that, the Boston Celtics were also able to pick up a future first-rounder. Now, this future first-rounder is the 2018 Lakers pick if it's going to be between 2 and 6. Anything after that, it is no longer going to be protected. And they lose that pick. It's going to go right back to the Philadelphia 76ers. And then at that point, the Boston Celtics will acquire a 2019 pick. Now, this pick will either be the Philadelphia 76ers pick or... It will be the Sacramento Kings pick, whichever one is better. That will be the draft pick that goes to the Boston Celtics. So you get your guy who they believe is a better fit for their team. And you end up getting another first-round draft pick. I think that was a fantastic move. Now, some will argue that Markel Fultz might be a better player, and that might be true. But from the aspect of you believing Jason Tatum is the better guy, it was a great move to trade down, pick up an additional pick, and you still get your guy for an even cheaper price. So that's what Jason Tatum was talking about today. I love the move by Danny Ainge. He makes a lot of good moves here and there, and this was definitely one of those moves. Now, the last story we're going to talk about here today is Kyrie Irving. We talked about him yesterday. We're going to talk about him again today, and we're probably going to talk about Kyrie Irving, honestly, for the remainder of the summer. Now, Former NBA player and five-time NBA champion Ron Harper 
He talked about Kyrie Irving a little bit. Now, if you don't remember Ron Harper, he was drafted eighth overall by the Cleveland Cavaliers back in the 80s. But a lot of people remember him as being a member of the Chicago Bulls, where he won three NBA championships and being a member of the Los Angeles Lakers in 2001-2002, where he won two more NBA championships. But Ron Harper talked about Kyrie Irving a little bit, saying that he was a little surprised and shocked and kind of saddened by the trade request of Kyrie Irving. However, on ESPN's The Jump, former Cavs general manager David Griffin, he kind of had Kyrie's back a little bit, saying that it took a ton of courage for him to be able to request a trade from Cleveland due to the situation that they're currently in. If he wants to be the guy, being able to leave Cleveland, that could put him, put him in a situation where he could really test out his talents. But if you do remember Kyrie Irving, the first overall draft pick in the 2011 NBA draft, during his first three seasons with the Cleveland Cavaliers, they had a record of 78 and 152. A terrible record in the NBA, but maybe things could have got a little bit better during the last three years since LeBron James has been back with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But when he is not playing, the Cavs are only 4-23 and without LeBron James. So when he's not playing, Kyrie Irving has yet to pick up everything and, and start winning games. So the question now is, can Kyrie win without LeBron James? And that is something that Kyrie probably really wants to test from himself. And that's why I kind of fall in the middle between Ron Harper and David Griffin. Yes, it does take courage. And if you do truly just feel like you want to get out of the shadow of LeBron James, maybe this is the best move for you to go ahead and request a trade. In Kyrie's defense, he did not sign up for the whole LeBron James era to come back to Cleveland. When he signed his contract extension, LeBron James wasn't even on the Cleveland Cavaliers. He didn't sign until a couple weeks after Kyrie Irving signed his big extension. So when they were selling him on his re-signing period, I'm pretty sure everybody was telling Kyrie, you're going to be the guy, you're going to be the face of the franchise. But then just a few weeks after you sign, you are no longer the face of the franchise because any team that has LeBron James, LeBron James is going to be the dominant figure. Everybody's going to talk about him. And you're not going to get the same credit that you would get if this was your team. I think that is something that Kyrie Irving is trying to get. He wants to be respected. That is just a good player, but a player that can lead a team and a franchise player, which a lot of people don't view him as one right now. Because the first thing you're going to talk about is what is his record without LeBron James. And that kind of goes both ways as well. Kyrie Irving didn't show a lot during his first three seasons without LeBron. He hasn't shown that he can win without LeBron now on the current roster when LeBron is not in the lineup. But with that said, the roster is suited for LeBron James' skill sets, not Kyrie Irving's skill sets. So maybe if you put him in another situation, build a team around Kyrie Irving, he could fare a little bit better. I don't think he'll ever be as successful as LeBron James in terms of going to multiple championships and I still think it'll be very hard for Kyrie to lead a team on his own to an NBA championship but if you put a good team around him and you build a team around Kyrie Irving's skill set I do believe that he can lead a team to the playoffs maybe even the second round of the playoffs it depends on who else he's able to bring on his team with them but I don't think he's as bad as everybody makes him out to be in terms of leading a team 
I just don't think he'll be able to go to an NBA championship. But that is pretty much all the news that happened. Like I said, a pretty quiet day. As always, you guys can always follow me on Twitter or on YouTube. Go ahead and let me know any comments you have in the comment section. Or you go ahead and tweet at me on Twitter at DLordNBA. We have that, that discussion there as well. But like I said, that's pretty much everything we have here in this episode. I want to thank everybody for tuning in either on iTunes or on my YouTube channel at DLordNBA. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening, and I will see you guys tomorrow.